0: Building your business in a way that centralizes relationships, to me, is a very smart play. That's why, in my own business, I'm moving much more toward memberships, masterminds, and partnerships, because all of those things are, are, are based around building long-term, very deep and, and mutually beneficial relationships.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Talking With Experts Podcast. I am your host, Chris Cowden, and this week I've invited Rocky Buckley on to share how he has grossed over $100 million for his billion-dollar clients across 3,000 projects. He has expertise in personal branding, advertising, digital marketing, and much more.
0: Wow. Well, thank you so much for having me on, Chris. I appreciate being here. Um, yeah, basically, it started out for me in business, Um in the mid 1990s when I got a job inside the publishing industry. And I worked for a company called Prentice Hall, um, which was one of the large larger publishers in the United States, especially in the educational area. Um, and I worked there for several years and I started to realize that I was hiring people to do work for me that were making a lot more money than I was <laughs> basically. <laughs> And I started to realize that I started to say, you know, the people that are, that are doing these jobs that I'm hiring them for, for example, things like, you know, page layout or copy editing or things like And I, I'm kind of like sitting there going, th- this person, you know, I just paid them a lot of money to do this job that they did in a weekend or three or four days or a week. And it's like five times what I made in my job. And I started to realize, like, couldn't I just kind of learn what they did? And uh, basically get this kind of work for myself. And so I kind of saw a little bit of an opportunity as a service provider to get, you know, to make a lot more money, basically. And so I embarked on a journey there where I, I, you know, I spent a couple of years and I basically created a a number of new skills. And then I launched my business um, in 1999. And so basically from that point forward, you know, I started getting work right away. I started getting clients and I started working for Some of these very large publishing uh, companies billion dollar brands in its space and you know over the next 20 years or so i mean i i worked with them on all sorts of stuff everything from being an author myself writing books uh being a content doctor you know doing all sorts of production elements running projects and over that time you know as you said at the top i was part of thousands of projects worth well over a hundred million dollars. I've just kind of seen it all and done it all. Uh, digitally, online, offline, print products, digital products, um, you name it. So that's that's where it got started. And then things started to change a little bit later when I wanted to uh, reinvent myself. So, but hopefully that starts that starts the ball rolling for us.
1: That's, that's cool. Uh, I know that uh, you, when we were having a brief conversation before this call, um, you invited me to your free, Facebook group I, I've had a little wonder around and I've seen some of the interviews that you've been having and um, sp- the one that I recently watched was with Manny wolf uh, he was talking about partnerships he's, he's an affiliate marketer um, I know you do a, you build out a lot of membership courses is that correct
0: well what that the interview with Manny wolf was I, he was interviewing me in there and we were talking about affiliate partnerships and joint ventures. And yeah, recently I've been brought behind the scenes as a partner on some very big product launches. So most recently with Stu McLaren's Tribe Experience 2021, so I was an affiliate partner on that, as well as before that, Pedro Adeo's Crush It With Challenges launch, which was also another, another very, very big launch. And, and, and I've been a part of other ones. Another launch is going way back into the mid-2000s. Um, but yeah, so that interview was really around, uh, being an affiliate and what that's like behind the scenes to, to help someone launch, uh, a product or program.
1: I know that some of the listeners that will be listening or watching this video are course creators, and I wanted to get your advice on how would, how they would go about launching their course and getting people to, uh, join first and, maybe some advice on, should they have an early bird price? Should there be an offer bump, et cetera?
0: Yeah, that is a a great way to go about it. And that's something that in Stu McLaren's Tribe Launch, he recommends, I mean, now that's around starting a membership, but the same basic principles apply to starting a course. Um, If anyone has heard of Jeff Walker's product launch formula, it's a similar idea. The, the, the big thing is to have some kind of an audience first. That's the first step. You don't go directly into course creation. You want to have some degree of a following where you can actually test your ideas. Um, and I, that's the first thing that I would recommend is if you don't have an audience of at least, Jeff Walker recommends at least 300 people. Stu McLaren will go smaller than that, but there's reasons why he might go smaller than that. But let's just say roughly, if you have an audience of around 300 people, you can start, sort of start to test the idea and you can start to survey that audience in advance. Is this something that you're interested in? What aspects of this would you like, right? So there's, you need to have an audience and you need to have some kind of a research phase and a survey phase up front before you go and create the course. Yes. Then once you kind of feel like it will sell, yes, you can either do a free beta version of it or you can sell it for a, a very low price, which is, which is what's recommended. Because the big thing is, the big currency is, that you wanna come away with are testimonials. So before you, you know, you ha- it's a multi-step process. So before you actually think, "I'm gonna, wow, I'm gonna make all of this money selling my course, there's a few steps that have to happen and you've gotta invest some time and energy into that upfront. Um, so, so that's really, you know, those conditions you kinda of wanna put in place. And then when it comes to actually creating the course, you don't want to spend an inordinate amount of time making everything perfect. I've got to have the perfect video set up, the perfect logo, PowerPoint slides, everything has to because what you're really looking for is feedback. So, as much of a, you know, quick to the market, down and dirty approach that you can use with those with those early beta test members. You know, you don't want to spend a lot on design and making every single line of your script perfect or anything like that it can really be something that you teach live on zoom something like this where you get five or six people or 10 people or however many it is and you teach it live and you're asking for feedback and questions and all of that and once you go through that phase now you have a body of material that you can go back and work with and tweak and test and change and oh you know i really should have added this so now for the second round you incorporate the feedback that you got from your beta members and now you improve it. And now you're at a point where hopefully, you know, you can sell it at that point because you've come up with, you've got enough working, you've got testimonials now and you're ready to start selling. And that's a whole other conversation, but I think at least having an audience research phase and a beta test, a process first come before any course release
1: yeah i did a um, a training yesterday with one of my uh, video marketing mentors and he was talking about virtual workshops and how powerful they are they can you could you could you can come up with an idea and then validate it just like what you said uh, give them an early bird pricing and then get testimonials and get ask for like do q and a's during and then use that and, and leverage that as a digital asset for, and it's and it's evergreen. Then it's it's up there forever. So, do you think it? Uh, what's your advice? Or would you would you rather somebody create a thousand hours of content for a course, or just do a mini course, which, which is really specific, three hours or two
0: hours? I don't know that I would ever recommend somebody creates a thousand hours of content <laughs> for a course. I think that that kind of thing becomes valuable if you're going to create a membership where you're trying to keep people for years inside of your membership. And over that time, you may well create thousands of <laughs> thousands of videos or thousands of hours. So I think it really, the considerations there depend on your business model. Do I want to be someone who goes very high priced, right? So where if I'm creating thousand, a thousand hours of material, you know, I want to get paid a lot of money for that because I've created ver- a lot of value over a long period of time. Presumably it's very good thousand hours, right? It's something that, that is a value for people. And, and that, that's a consideration that you make sort of at the top level when you're being strategic about your business. Who do I wanna be positioned as in the marketplace? Do I wanna be one of those people that commands very high prices? And I'm, I'm positioning myself in the top 1% of my market. So if you wanna, you know to work with me might cost you $100,000. Or do I want to be somebody who's providing $27 mini courses Mm -hmm. to thousands of people? So do I want to go wide or do I want to go deep with a smaller number of people who can afford it? And that kind of comes down to, I think, personal choices on some level. What kind of a business do you want to run? You know, if, if people are paying a lot of money to work with you, you've really got to deliver for them. Yes, and there's and there's an emotional investment on your part. But if you care about the results that they get, you know, you've got to be very invested, very hands on, willing to work with people and so on. Give them great, great service. If you don't want that level of contact with people, if you'd like to just create courses, put them out and then you don't really see the people very much. And you want that kind of a business laptop lifestyle. I work a few hours a week. I create a mini course. It's a very different approach, you would, yeah. you, you would agree, I think. So I think a lot of that is what, what you want your business to look like. Also, your skill set. Maybe you don't have the kind of skills that can command a five-figure price point or something like that. You just don't solve a big enough problem to justify that. But you can solve lots of little problems that you can charge a small amount, right? So, you know, there's a lot of considerations you'd, you'd make, but I think ultimately it comes down to personal choice.
1: I know. uh, Thank you. I know it's. I know as well that some people say charge charge a little amount, but some people say if you charge more, you're you're offering more value. Is is that the right?
0: That's in theory. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've spent a lot of money on courses and went like, how are they charging ten thousand dollars for this? (laughs) Right. And I've and I've bought some that were that were a twenty seven dollar course, and it was like, wow, he really over delivered. (laughs) <laughs> you know yeah. i mean it really it really depends there's no there's no right or wrong answer here or you know i guess it, safe answer.
1: yeah i guess it just depends on who your clients are and what what they're looking for um we spoke about building audiences um could you develop on how people can grow their list
0: well there's a couple of different ways well an audience and a list are potentially a little bit different because if you're building an audience, it tends to be a little bit more of an interactive community. Um, So like for example, a Facebook group is one example of that, there are others. Um, But if you wanna build a list, that tends to be a one-way communication. I'm sending to the list, but I don't necessarily hear back from the list. So it depends on what you want. Um, If you're looking to build an audience, um, are you talking about initially, how do I get people in the door? or how yeah. do I engage so, people?
1: So yeah, so if somebody was going to start a course, I, I, I'm i not intending to start a course, but um, yeah. my my new startup is helping course creators with branding and video. So okay. to get an idea of um, how I could help course creators, that, that's sure. a-
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah, so if you are gonna go, go ahead and create a course, as I said earlier, you want to have an audience in place You want to have enough people in place that you can now survey and talk to and all of that. So yeah, building an audience from scratch from the beginning, um, it can take a while. There's a lot of sweat equity involved. Um, There's two different, two primary different paths that you can go to build your audience. And the first would be paid, paid traffic. So that's running ads to something, right? So for example, if you create some kind of a free giveaway a valuable lead magnet of some kind right it may be a little it could even be a little mini course honestly that's one way to go about it and create a little you know a a one hour training or something like that and run ads to it um and so that if you have the capital to do something like that that's a great way to do it so run ads facebook ads youtube ads etc um and then you'll get people to opt in to get the course or the or the lead magnet And then you'll be able to build the list that way. If you have the finances to do that, if you don't have the finances to do that, but you have the time and the energy to do it, then you're going to pursue more of an organic approach. And so that will typically look like, for example, to use Facebook as an example, taking time and building your organic friends list first. So you're going to be making, essentially recruiting friends onto your list on Facebook. um, You have a maximum of 5,000 friends. So get as many of those friends as you can build your friends list based around people that surround that interest. Right. Mm-hmm. So instead of, for example, most of us, when we first got onto Facebook, we, we connected with all of our friends and family and that's what our list looked like. And the kind of people that get referred to us by Facebook suggested, Hey, you might want to become friends with this person. You might, yes. they tend to be personal in nature, but what you want to do is start to shift the makeup of your friends list to people that surround that interest, that business interest. So for example, if it's dog training, you want to create a course on dog training. You want to find people that are, have an interest in dog training. So that might be joining dog training groups. It's it's like things of that nature. Finding people that that have that interest, friending those people and little by little building your friends list. And then on your personal profile, Posting content related to dog training, and getting some engagement and so on. Um, so that that's generally what you do. And then there's a there's a process called the hand raiser, where you're going to typically say, Hey, I've created this cool training on, you know, how to help your dog stop, you know, peeing on the rug. Who wants it? Mm. And then people will typically, you know, raise your hand in the comments below, and I'll send it to you. And then you'll get people saying, Yes, yeah, send it to me. I want it. Right, So yes, it's, it's a multi-step organic process that you could develop to build an audience. The same kind of thing exists on LinkedIn. It's a little bit different, but it's more sourcing people, connecting with them, turning them into a first contact, and then that will typically be communicating with them in their messages. Yeah. A lot of people don't really read the content on LinkedIn. It's a way, but it's not as engaging as Facebook is. So typically you're going to have more of a conversational approach on LinkedIn and then you'll pull people into it. Hey, I'm a dog trainer. I'm, I'm interested, mm-hmm. or, you know, are you interested in dog training? I'm creating this free thing. Would you like it? You know, that's basically the process. So either you're going to pay to build an audience or you're going to pay in, equi- in sweat equity, time and energy. And I think,
1: as, I think as well, sorry to interrupt you. If you pay for that traffic to to gain that audience, maybe you're not qualified. You are, you're not qualifying the people that are joining your list or joining your audience. You, you I, unless it's, I, ads are really specific. Uh, you can be really specific with them, but you, yes. you can't qualify them as a c- client. I know that's not the first step. The step is first to build a relationship and build rapport
0: um, well, it, so depends on what, it depends on what you're selling. Like, for example, if you're going to run Facebook ads, you're going to want to, before you ever start running the ads, you're going to want to develop the, the proper ad set. You're going to yes. want to figure out, okay, who am I targeting here? So before you even start, you're going to have some idea of who it is that you're targeting. You're not sending ads to anybody. So yes, they are initially somewhat qualified because you have, You've chosen them for a specific reason. And then, when they, you know, for those people that do engage, they opt in, they get your lead magnet. Now they've already expressed interest in what you sell. So, yes, I think that they are highly qualified. Mm -hmm. Now, from that point forward, it depends on what you're selling. If you're selling a high end program, you know, service or something like that, they may not be qualified. But you've at least got them in the door. Now, if you're going to be selling a cheap, inexpensive, ninety-seven-dollar course, if they opted in and bought a, a ten-dollar thing, the chances are that's not as big a leap to go from a ten-dollar lead magnet to a ninety-seven-dollar course. Chances are it's pretty close. If they're mm-hmm. willing to spend that, you know. So, if, but they may not be a good a good client for you if you're charging five thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, so it, it it all depends on how you design the lead magnet. Does the lead magnet lead directly into your, into what you're selling on the back end? There's ways to to set it up so that those people would be much more qualified for sure. Yeah. Uh, how would
1: you build? I know it's important to know, like, trust somebody before they buy from you. How? What are actionable steps to? to get somebody to go through that stage and to be a, a red hot buyer?
0: Sure, it's give, it's give them value in, value in advance, give them results in advance. This is the reason why, for example, I, I referenced earlier the Pedro Adeo crush it with challenges launch that I recently oh. helped, helped him with. And I learned a lot about the, the challenge model, the five day challenge, right? And we've seen these everywhere Tony Robbins just did one with like 800,000 people in it. And the challenge model is one of those things where over a period of five days, people come in and they get to be taught by you. They get to interact with you and you're sharing your vision with them and you're giving them great knowledge, advice. You're giving them exercises, things to do, things that are creating at least some results for them right away, immediately that day. And over a period of five days, They come away from that experience with you, getting to know you, right? They -hmm. get to like you because they're interacting with you live every day. They see, you know, maybe you have quirky aspects of your personality and they get a feeling for who you are as a person. So they get to like you. They get to trust you because you're also giving them great information. And they're like, wow, you're turning them on to ideas they never had before. Yes. And they're, they're working on those ideas. And then they come back the next day and they ask questions and you're answering those questions. And over a period of five days, you're building a lot of trust and a lot of no and like as well. So yes. at the end of the five days, it's very natural to say, hey, we've had this great experience. And now to take it to the next level, you know, here's my offer. Yes. Right. So that's why the challenge as just one example of a model that, that builds enormous no like and trust quickly you're saying exactly what i need and that builds <laughs> enormous no like and trust too very quickly and very powerfully because in 45 minutes you know you're exposing them to new ideas and and you're really showing them that you understand their problem very very well and then from there yeah. it can be hey get on a call with me if you if a free call you're offering them something free yeah. So this is the law of reciprocity, right, for anybody who's read Robert Cialdini's book, Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion, right? The law of reciprocity, giving things away for free, uh, builds no like and trust, right? So the product launch formula I mentioned, right? The product launch formula is like the challenge model, except it's spread out over a period of several days or even weeks, So over that time, you're getting to learn from someone and they're teaching you stuff for free Mm -hmm. for five days or seven days or whatever it might be. And they're giving you this great experience. So those are just three examples of ways to build know, like, and trust. Another one is what I'm doing in in my Facebook group. So my community gets to see see me every day. Mm -hmm. They get taught by me. I'm putting out stuff. They get to see me interact with them in the comments. Right. So and, and that's over time. That's in a community of people. So they get it's a living experience of interacting with me. And sometimes that's the best way that you can build trust with someone is you see them over time and yes. see, are they consistent? Are they do they show up every day? Are they kind to people? How do they, you know, that kind of a thing. So building a community is great. In fact, that could be a great first step for some of your audience members would be to build a Facebook group as just one example. Now, I don't suggest that lightly because it's, it's like a business model in and of itself. You've got to learn a little bit about it and really decide whether you want to do it because once you do, you have to go all in on it. Yes, you know, so you've got to be consistent. Don't just jump in, exactly, don't just jump in and do it, but that is a suggestion. So you're, you're building an audience could simply be, join my free Facebook group. That's a very easy step. It costs people nothing. It's a low barrier to entry it's an easy ask right Hey, here's my free community yeah. just jump in. Then once they come in the community now you can sell them stuff and you can you know build that relationship with them but yeah it's easy up front you know
1: yeah it's, a, it's powerful and I was yeah. I am considering starting a group for this podcast so that is definitely something I'm taking seriously. They um, go
0: together very well. They go to a, pod, a podcast and a group go together really well in fact one of my friends, in fact, my interview with him is inside of my group is Mark Mawinney of The Coaching Jungle. If The Coaching Jungle is one of the biggest groups online for coaches, it's got. I think he's at about 22,000 members right now. Wow. And his has connected directly from his podcast. The podcast invites people into the, into the Facebook group and it becomes this multi-channel loop. Then he gets those people onto his email list. So it's like three different waves of connecting with people it's all connected, right? So that is a very smart way to do it.
1: And and it's you can repurpose content that way. Uh, I'm tempted to ask my guest experts to come back on and do mastermind sessions and more engaging. So maybe if that's something you'd want to get involved in. Yeah, that's can, very smart. It's a good idea. And, and then you're leveraging connections, more connections. And because this podcast is all about helping other people grow and scale their business, having experts to come on is... Well,
0: I'll tell you that that relationship piece of it is something a lot of people don't talk about, and building relationships is one of the biggest and most important things that you can do to grow your business. Because that is, you know, I mentioned at the beginning ways to build your audience through paid traffic and organic traffic, but the third way, (laughs) which depends on the relationships that you have, that's why I didn't mention Mm -hmm. it. But if you have really good relationships with people getting in front of other people's audiences is arguably the best way to do it. Yeah. You have to have the relationships in place. But if, if, for example, you know, I could get on some very large podcast that has, you know, thousands and thousands of downloads and I'm being interviewed by, and I've ha- I've had that happen. Um, it's fantastic because not only for free, I get in front of all these other people, that I've never been exposed to, that's somebody else's audience, but I'm also coming in being endorsed essentially by that other yeah. person because they're, they're bringing me on for a reason. They like me, et cetera. They wanna put me in front of their audience. So it gives me not only exposure, but also endorsement, which is, has an emotional you know, connection to it, right? So yeah. the more you build relationships and get in front of other people's audiences, that's a very fast way to grow. Yeah. and um that's def- definitely something to, to pursue but that's i think a little down the line for some people but it depends on where where you're at
1: yeah and uh, i wanted to because i'm definitely not the expert you are the expert f- for me in this instance on some, on some uh, things yes so um y- you've you've already got credibility there and people will will hopefully join your uh free facebook group as a as a result of being interviewed here today um, oh,
0: sure i'd love to have it yeah
1: what t- what other trends do you see happening uh right now in the online marketing space
0: um well i i think we just went through something where people got very excited about a new platform clubhouse yeah and it's kind of now the growth has slowed quite a bit and i think the enthusiasm that was there is starting to fade Um, the the recent growth numbers have kind of showed that the growth has dramatically slowed down and it may not be as viable a platform as people thought that it was. And you're also starting to see other platforms now saying, well, why don't we just add an audio component? So Facebook will now compete with Clubhouse. There are going to be some other channels as well that will compete with Clubhouse. And I think that trend kind of demonstrates How you have to avoid shiny objects and you have to be able to know like i've been in this game for a long time i've been in it long enough to have seen the rise and fall of lots of different channels and platforms and things Mm -hmm. we were so excited about and things that used to work great and then they got completely obliterated overnight with an algorithm change Mm -hmm. that happened in search engine optimization that happened with all sorts of like blogging it happened with um you know uh, there was this thing called squidoo that came out many years ago and there were these things called squidoo lenses and it was a very hot thing for about a year and it was a great way to build your seo right Mm -hmm. and oh virtually overnight that channel in fact probably you don't nobody's ever even heard of this thing called squidoo but it was really big really fast and and then disappeared i think the early days of google um google adwords and where, where it was very, very cheap to get traffic. And then it changed Facebook the mm-hmm. same way. Facebook ad traffic several years ago was a gold mine because it was so cheap and it, w- it was so targeted. And now the price has gone up, right? So people were building business models around things that, that were ephemeral, they didn't last. And I think that when you talk about trends, you've gotta be very careful in the internet marketing space to not necessarily just jump on any shiny object that comes up. You've really got to think about the stability of your business. What are those things that last? What are those things that are timeless? And how do you build your business to future-proof it from having your whole business blow up because something you were counting on went away? So to harken back to what we talked about a little earlier about relationships, Mm -hmm. there are certain things that are never going away. And relationships are one I'm of one them and building your business in a way that centralizes relationships to me is a very smart play. That's why in my own business, I'm moving much more toward memberships, masterminds and partnerships because all of those things are, div- are, are based around building long-term very deep and, and mutually beneficial relationships. And I believe that the, mem- the models of the future are going to be much more around people and you know, partnerships, as well as collaborations. Yeah, Building of your business around, let's say, I believe that the expert model, for example, is going to be moving away from the solo expert, right? It's, hey, I've got all this knowledge and follow me to more of a faculty-based model, where now yeah. it's me, but it's also my team of experts that I put together. Because I think there's safety in numbers. There's, you know, like, I don't know everything. Yeah. If I can surround myself with really smart people, we can together provide a lot more value to, to people than we can do alone as individuals. So that's a trend that I, I'm very early on, but I yeah. see that that's where things are going and that's where I'm going in my own business. So I'm kind of putting my money where my mouth is on that. And also I hope that helps. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It, it definitely does help. Um, it, it definitely gets me thinking, but, and it's, it you have the advantage of being a little bit older than me. <laughs> I'm not going
0: to guess. Probably a lot more, <laughs> a lot older than you think. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but because you would have seen all these changes and that, yeah, that's the, that's a massive advantage because then, you know, oh, I'm not going to jump on this. I'm not, I'm going to make this smart decision, but also that smart decision of f- f- focusing on building memberships and masterminds and having partnerships It's traffic.
0: Yeah. The reason I like those models. Yeah. The reason I like those models is because, you know, as, as the market changes and flexes, right. We, we all went through this with COVID changing the world, right. Right. Everybody was suddenly scrambling with, with their business. And I really believe that, having relationships in place allows you to weather changes in the market, whether it's market trends, right? Let's say something that was really popular, for example, high ticket programs for a few years, everybody was now all of a sudden a high ticket program expert with COVID that suddenly changed. It suddenly became not so viable to, to sell really high ticket. And even the high ticket people started selling lower end stuff, yes. right? But by being able to be in having something where you're selling a membership, an ongoing membership or masterminds, the kind of content that you have to create, it's able to change over time. You're not locked into one body of thing that you teach. You can keep evolving, Mm -hmm. but because you have a membership or a mastermind model, you can all grow together and you can all change together and very seamlessly and elegantly. And as well as partnerships. We all get into new things. We're all promoting each other. We're all helping each other. And that's what I believe is going to, as as the world keeps changing faster and faster, we can't keep having our business whipsaw all the time. And we have to keep reinventing ourselves every two years. You ideally want to put yourself in a position where you're doing things that are timeless. And to me, those kinds of models, memberships, masterminds, enable you to, elegantly flex your business and change and evolve properly over time.
1: And that's what you discuss in your Facebook group. And you you said you, you reinvent expertise or you help experts reinvent themselves.
0: That's one of many, yeah. One of many things that we talk about inside the group. Um, A lot of it, a lot of it is just the strategic aspect of your own, your own personal brand as a public figure. That's where it all starts. Like if you want to be in the expert space, Essentially, you're the business. Your whole business depends on you. Mm-hmm. If you don't connect with people, if you don't have your message right, if you don't have your story that you can share with people and really connect with people, you, you know, your whole business basically rises or falls depending on you. So you've yeah. got to develop yourself first and figure yourself out and get really clear and know your positioning and your strategy and all of that kind of stuff. So we talk a lot about that inner game development stuff but then from there you know yeah how do you monetize that how do you build that into a successful business Yes. Yeah. so we talk about the inner game and the outer game of success as a as an expert and public figure inside uh, of my group
1: and is that and is that um the way that people can get in contact with you after this call
0: yes the best way for people to get in touch with me is go to powerpersonaproject.com and that will lead you directly to my facebook group and you can join for free and jump in and then you can get to know, know what I'm doing in a lot more detail. Yeah. And watch that amazing video at the start. (laughs) Yeah. That's it all. I'm going to be redoing that one soon, but. (laughs) Well, that hooked my attention. Good. Good. I'm glad. Great.
1: So um, I'm, I'm conscious of your time. I know we said half an hour and uh, we've gone over a little bit, but I want to give a massive thank you to you today because I, I learned a lot and I'm sure my listeners will as well. And I'm ready to write up some more notes. I was writing notes during the call. (laughs) So thank you for that. Uh, My pleasure. I want to leave with one random question. Uh, If you could eat with anyone in the world, any place in the world, Uh, where who would you meet uh, where would you meet them
0: and what would you cook them I would want to meet Donald Trump (laughs) I would probably want to have a steak with Donald Trump in Trump Tower nice (laughs) any reason (laughs) I think it would be I think it would be a fascinating (laughs) conversation
1: yeah and he's built a large audience of people and he's got a lot to share
0: well, wow, on a number of levels, right?
1: Yeah.
0: I would love to meet Trump. <laughs> so, so, Thank you again. Oh, uh, my Rocky. pleasure.
1: Uh, thank I'm you. Sure we'll, I'm sure we'll uh, catch up after this call.
0: Thank you, you. Got it. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: That was brilliant. Thank you so much, Rocky, for sitting down with me and talking for an hour and sharing so much value about how you do product launches, how you grow your audience, and so much more. I'll never forget this experience and you are just—you provided so much value after the call ended as well. Thanks again for being a phenomenal guest expert. I am looking forward to potentially doing a mastermind with you in my private community. If you enjoyed listening to this week's episode, please give us a review. Then share it with anyone you know who will take action on their business today. And if you want to take full advantage of the private community where I bring on other guest experts for masterminds, and where you can get your questions answered live, then please join our private community by going to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash talking with experts. That's all for now. Have a wonderful rest of the day and I'll see you next week.